You are sort of in the grotto pod. Oh, I hadn't realized that was going to affect our intro. Spiritually, you're in the grotto pod, but physically, well, you might be on the elliptical or wherever you are. We are not actually in the grotto pod. We've expanded uh, our studio presence today. All I know is I'm wearing a sweater. We are in a conference room here at the fabulous San Francisco Writers Grotto in You may have heard the front glamorous door. San Francisco, California. So if we sound a little hollow, that's because of the preponderance of space that we have Wait, around you're us. You're so We're far away from me. You, I was just thinking the same thing. She, I'm waving to Larry. Is Bridget Quinn, my famous co-host, uh-huh. writer. Yeah. <gasps> famous. You know where I'm famous? Where? The Ukraine. She's huge in the Ukraine. Well, I don't know, but... book is uh, Broad Strokes. (laughs) But it just came out today in the Ukraine. And why is today a special day for a book like Broad Strokes, Bridget Quinn? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Larry. Uh, Today is March 1st, which is the beginning of National Women's History Month. So, bone up on your women's history this month, kids. Yeah, you know how you do uh, that? You just buy yourself a copy of Broad Strokes right there. (laughs) Bam, done. You can, and you can be like Anna Bronis' mother, a huge fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I think you should never say Women's History Month and bone in the same sentence. I'm just... (laughs) I was hoping I could get away with that. (laughs) Going to put that out there. Hashtag me too. Um, (laughs) Be careful with that now. (laughs) It's also National Peanut Butter Lovers Day, which hits a little more close to home for guys like me. I can use any adjective I want. Yes, that's true. I did just hear the door open. I know. We're going to hear it open and close many times. Uh, Soon, we'll probably hear it ring when our guests arrive. You know what is going to be a great possibility is because the room that we're in is situated sort of in a high traffic area. There is a chance someone might burst in in the middle of this podcast. Even though I did put a sign on the door that says, quiet podcast in process or something like that. Process podcast hatching. Podcasting happening or something. And anyway, it does say quiet. It does say podcast. That will not stop someone from knocking. We here are going to make a little agreement among the two of us before our guests. That's right. Guests two of them today get here. We're here and that is if anyone bursts in they have to go on mic okay yes yeah, i agree so that is 100 percent a rule you heard it here today our guests are tara ramroop and eugenia chen of sf diaries they have good names they do have good names though it's maybe a little hard to pronounce for us i'm glad you said them first yeah. you did a very good job kind of yeah sf diaries they used to be muni diaries, diaries for te- this would be the 10th year of muni diaries in oh fact they're gosh. putting on a show uh, on the 21st of April at the Elbow Room. Oh, fun. That's a great location. To commemorate 10 years of doing Muni Diaries. Now, here's what Muni Diaries is. Uh, like us, they put on a podcast. And like us, they're a couple, not a romantic couple. Right. <laughs> I assume. Couple. I actually don't know. Maybe yeah, they are. Yeah, actually, we don't know anything about it. I will ask. Uh, no, you won't. Not, you're really oh. going to ask that? Hey, are you guys together? I'll just ask if they're a couple. Okay. Um, what they are is, uh, the, the idea was that... Riding Muni, as anyone who lives in this city, or, or really any big city with transit knows, can be a very colorful experience. Yes, full of stories. Full of stories. And they started documenting these stories and inviting people to come share these stories. They do some live shows. They do some podcasts. Sounds like a familiar template to me. It does. You know what the interesting angle from my take on Muni yeah. Diaries is? Is It's kind of upbeat and positive. It's a love letter to the city. <laughs> and when I hear the phrase Muni Diary, I, I think of, don't think it's going to be upbeat and positive. And that upbeat. just goes to show how much I know. Right. Which, you know, we're, we're hoping that one or both of us might be on the show at some time, but coming up with upbeat stories about Muni... Maybe for me, a little challenging. And you know, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but I never, never ride me. Well, the good news for you is, so recently this year, in fact, they um, decided to they decided that being Muni Diaries was limiting yeah. to people like you that have their own stories about the city, but they may, may I can have tell you not, some bike riding stories that would grow hair I on could, your chest, my friend. Well, I don't need any more of that, but I could use hey, some head. on my head. Hair on your head. And I could tell stories about walking. Yes. So, oh, we could know, do that. Or we BART stories, yeah. Alternate transportation stories. Right. But it's okay because it's no longer Muni Diaries. Now it's SF Diaries. It's the whole awesome. city. Okay. Whether or not that includes Daily City, we'll have to ask. Oh, let's let's find out. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, I, Is it regional? I, now I'm quite interested. I hadn't thought about this. Yeah. Because Where do you draw when the line? People, do you, does this ever happen to you? You go someplace else and you say, I'm from San Francisco. And they say, where? And you and say, you your say, neighborhood. In Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> and then they say, Oh, is that in the city? Yes. Yeah. And I'm confused, but it turns out San Francisco means everywhere. Well. In Northern California. Yes. <laughs> Practically. Yes. And until you call them out. Who's they? The person Whoever asking? says, say, for example, perhaps a girl you meet in a bar 27 years ago. Oh, when they say, say they're from I'm San Francisco. I'm from San Francisco. Oh, yes, You're see. moving to San Francisco. Oh, where are you from in San Francisco? And she says, Fremont. Fremont City? Oh, Fremont. Yeah. Whoa. You think I, think I should have 
that was poor judgment on my part to not to, to let that slide. Well, did you marry get her? Yeah. With her? Oh, you got, oh, you, yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you should let that slide. <laughs> That's enough so. about me. Um, so now she lives in San Francisco, so it's retroactive. She really true. does live in San Francisco now, um, thanks to me. So we're going to have these guys on here, and we're going to talk about, uh, well, of course, we want to hear some stories. 100%. And, of course, we want to know what was the genesis of the idea, the germ of the idea to start doing this. And also, what has kept the juice going for 10 years? Right. We have done this, Larry, for one year. One year, yeah. And it seems long. Well, and they're also <laughs> dependent on people supplying them with, with oh, stories. Oh, that's true. They can't just chat about so, nothing like we do. And they also are people with, with real jobs. Real tech jobs, oh. which they're probably taking their lunch from to come here and talk to us. Oh, God. Okay. So we, we better, better be make tight on this. Yeah. So uh, they should be here any minute. So we're going to lounge around this expansive, massive room. Maybe I, I read was a few just going to tell you, I feel so more many. relaxed. I, I don't. I feel like there's too much room. It's a little nerve. We it are th- surrounded by books. And there's a helium blue that says thank, thank you, you on it, lodged up in the corner and of the And also, ceiling. you see the whiteboard behind me? Yeah. Look how dirty it is. It's not white. It's actually gray. I know. It's uh, Someone used the wrong kind of marker. That's what happens. So let's get them in here and let's uh, learn about this city. Oh, I would love that. All right. (laughs) Now we're recording. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for having us. Tara Tara and Eugenia. Thanks Uh, for uh, braving. Or is it Eugenia? Eugenia. Eugenia. No, that I, if you need it, it's not being used. You'll have to listen to her porch light story where she goes into the Eugenia, Eugenia origins. Oh, my coming to America tale. It's her coming to America (laughs) story. So, um, yeah, porch light, another great storytelling series in San Francisco. Um, Is that something we can find online, your porch light story? I don't think it's up yet. Okay. So, well, cool. Hopefully, Something to look forward to. Yeah, you'll be yeah. the first to know, like, well, right after mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive right in. So we we already recorded an intro where we tried to give the listeners a rough idea of what it is that you do. Um, but I think it'd be better to hear coming from you. I'd like to hear the genesis of how it started, where the idea, what, what's the original idea? Sure. Um, so this is more than 10 years ago. I was going to school at San Francisco State. I was studying journalism, trying to find my way around writing. I was taking the bus to school every day. Um, and we had this school project where the teacher says, why don't you guys make a magazine about San Francisco? So we're like kind of brainstorming and like one of the front of the book section ideas that I had was Muni Diaries. Wouldn't it be funny? It's if, like talk of the town. Yeah. yeah. If, if yeah. people just talked about Only what happened on Muni. Yeah. Because I was taking the bus to school every day and, you know, stuff, somehow out of stuff that, happens. Yeah. So I was going to say somehow out of that, you came up with something that's a love letter to Muni. Because when I write <laughs> Muni, I don't feel love. N- not at all. Nah. What I, I mean, that's what I love about Muni <laughs> Diaries is that it is upbeat and positive. Like, yeah. It's an embrace. That's very intentional. Of the city. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. But continue. Yeah. So, continue. You, so you, this is an idea that sort of came about in that way. Right. How does it become reality? Well, so at the time, WordPress and Twitter wasn't even around. In 2008. Yeah. Um, but the dark were? ages. The dark ages. No, no. no it yeah, didn't start no, as a no. podcast. No, it started as a website. Oh, so we found this. WordPress. And we're like, oh, did you know you could have a free podcast? I mean, a free blog. blog. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anybody can do it. Yeah, it we was can. the golden slash dark oh, ages God. of DIY yeah. WordPress Oh, blog. I mean, I remember. Even I had yeah. one, yeah. And, and, and at this time, there's a relationship between you two as well. You know each other? Yeah. 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 So well, I was brought in um, very early in the mm-hmm. project, and I largely because I had a journalism background. I was a mm-hmm. newspaper reporter. Uh, for the San Francisco Examiner and um, for the San Mateo County Times, um, one of the, um, then it was the ANG, then it was ANG newspapers, but now I think it's called Bang or East Bay. What was it like the, the, the Independent or something back then? The Independent was a part of the Examiner Empire before my time, okay. what, I believe. Because I may have been there before. Well, no, I was there for a long time. The Examiner Empire. The Empire. Yes, we are a all, lot of people we know. We are yes, ex-ex. Yeah, a for, lot of people. Were you folks. Examiner as well? No, I was at New America Media. Do you know it? Yeah. No, but it's got to be better than the Examiner. <laughs> he, can, he can say that because he was the Examiner. I, no, so, so anyway, we, we bought scars. the domain. We had the WordPress blog, and we... Told all of our friends what we were doing. And it was a little, just a little scrappy, scrappy group. Yeah, yeah exactly. we had like kind of 
friends who were sort of interested. Some had media backgrounds, some had design backgrounds, mm-hmm. and were like, oh, let's you know create a cute little illustration. And, and you're basically just pumping out blog posts. We were. So, like, the, the idea of Muni Diaries is that it's not really about my Muni ride or, or Tara's Muni ride. No. It's really, we wanted, like, other people to tell us their stories. So we just told all of our friends that they should tell us their stories. For six months, we, like, asked everybody if... Like, they could submit a story to us. So if we got something, we would ask each other, like, hey, do you know this person? And and I would be all excited. I don't know this person. And you're like, oh, it's a friend of a friend. And we'd be like, oh, oh okay. Not a complete stranger. <laughs> yeah, no. we want a total stranger. Oh, exactly, because that means also you're reaching other right. people. Mm-hmm. The beginnings yeah. of viral content. Oh, <laughs> viral. Vir- <laughs> we didn't know that's what somebody, it was called. We didn't know that was you know, Somebody you don't know. know. <laughs> for people that operate... And I don't know if I'm speaking for all of us, but certainly for me, that operate below that level of, hey, I'm famous, that first time that a stranger responds to something you did is really, it's like the part in the movie, that thing you do where they hear it on the radio for the first time. It's exactly, I actually love yeah. that movie. Me too. And it, it is exactly like that. And we, I feel like we still feel that way mm-hmm. when, we, time, yeah. when we get introduced to people and someone says like, oh, have you heard of Muni Diaries? And then someone goes, I love it took us about maybe six months to get like a total stranger to mm-hmm. tell us a story and that's kind of how that's really again. That's good. I think, well, that's I, think really I know that's fascinating yeah. especially back then when I, I don't remember really looking at blogs in 2008 no the no, only not so much the yeah. way I found them was just like the RSS feed remember you know the remember old that Google re- remember <laughs> that the old Google reader and I'd be like cool I should subscribe to that blog because yeah. like Facebook sharing on Facebook right. wasn't really there. We didn't even have a Twitter account at that point. No, I think at some point we were like, Twitter, what's that? I don't get it. Well, right. Free oh, account. I remember okay. I needed instruction on how to read Twitter. Yeah, I somebody had to tell me like, what does all this mean? I now I need instruction on not to read Twitter. I know me too. Yeah. Oh God, uh, so for, our, for our own mental health. Yes. Yeah, right? So at yeah. the time, you know, how I guess how professionally are you running this at this time? Do you have deadlines? Are you just putting stuff up as whenever you know? It's just it's a, is it a whim? There. We we love a good spreadsheet. I have you to like be honest. Eugenia is really, really, really yeah. good at spreadsheets. What would we do with a spreadsheet exactly? We would tell Beth to manage it. She'd make it different colors. <laughs> Oh, one thing you could colors, do, yeah. yeah, add different colors and dates. Are there like dates? Dates, dates are good to have. Well, I, yeah. I, I, Times I, I, that people are supposed to be here. That would be yeah. good. <laughs> well, I think that at the beginning we were kind of just what do you say, throwing spaghetti at the wall? Yeah, like, are people right. going to tell us stories? And like, we always knew that we wanted to publish every day. We've never really taken a break from tweeting, Instagramming, like just having someone's stories up every day. And I think along the way, like at the beginning, we were very kind of just trying to see what worked. Mm-hmm. We've gotten stories that maybe we thought wasn't exactly what we're looking mm-hmm. for. And then over time, we, we really did a lot of like soul-searching and organization. We kind of honed our editorial voice, yeah. I guess, yeah. is what we and, and how did you determine the proper length? Mm. It was all very intuitive. That's trial and error. And mm-hmm. then it was like, this is a good length. It feels like the story, this is a story. Like yeah. it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I think that that's something that we, we've we honed over and, the last several years. And what? And this is only a half-joking question. What's your responsibility to report the authorities' illegal activities? We it depends on the illegal activity, oh, I suppose. Yeah. You know, um, have you heard about the Muni Humper? No, do tell. <laughs> I feel like I know where this is going. It's, a very, it's a very glib name, admittedly, um, for something that our community had come up yeah. with um, for something that's actually very serious. So, so w- when was this? Uh, early, or, yeah, in the early days. So someone had written us saying that, "Hey, I was writing Muni, and like this guy just walked up to me and humped my shoulder, and it was so gross, Ew. blah blah blah." And we're yeah. like, "Oh, that's terrible!" It's exactly what it sounds like. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we, we posted it, we named it Muni Humper, we're like, oh, did you guys see, you know, this guy or whatever, and people wrote us, they were like, I've seen this guy before, and next thing you know, like... You're like tracking him? Well, no, the SFPD contacted us. Oh. Well, and, yeah. that, and that brings up an interesting point, as oh. journalists, you know, how did it feel when you realized, wait a minute, this could be more than a fun little diversion, we could actually solve things, mm-hmm. bring things catch to him? light. Yeah. They did. And there was actually another one last year, and they caught a suspect in that one, too. Mm-hmm. But Similar, I think that's fantastic. It was, a it was. Yeah. Yep. 
I think it's that's fantastic. It's like point. it's like how you imagine journalism will be when you're young exactly. and wanting to be a journalist. Exactly. Like, you know, we, we got bad into, guys to justice. into journalism. Yeah. You know, we certainly didn't do it for the cash. But <laughs> no. We, no one does. You know, yeah, of course. If but, they do, they're sad. Right. You're <laughs> sorely mistaken. Yeah. Um, but we, we, it gave us, at least it gave me, like, a lot of that, that same charge. You yeah. know, that, that whole, like, going back to the newspaper, breaking news, and people would write you and say, this story made my day. Mm. Or, like, this changed everything, you know, for X, Y, and reasons the mini diaries became very much like that as well in a lot of in a lot of ways and did you ever have a chance to sit back and think about that like oh what you know we started out with this purpose and maybe the purpose has changed or is it just sort of a case-by-case thing I would say we think about this a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Because we do have a lot of stories that we don't publish. So we're really mindful about what we're saying about Muni stories because, to me, it's an extension of living here. (laughs) And I think, you know, we're really lucky to have a blog, have a smartphone. People can tweet at us. But if they're making fun of someone who is in need or, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't have a smartphone to, like, talk back at us, we think a lot about, like, what are we we saying about other people? You have a responsibility. Right. Like, we don't really want to, like, blow up negativity, yet we want things to be, like, a real reflection <laughs> of yeah. what it's like to live here. So I, I think we do think about that a lot every time we get a story. And what about the responsibility of someone who submits something that they think is hilarious oh. and it's not good, <laughs> and you have to say, this is not good? We've had some writerly submissions that were really long. There was some very... Uh, sometimes it just comes down to format, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's really will, the case yeah. with a lot of writing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you'll get something and you're like, you know, this is great, but it's maybe not for us. Do you, you, have, writers, do you have writer's guidelines? We don't. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I think when people follow us, they more or less know we're looking for a story, something short, um, something that really happened. This is not a fiction contest. We uh-huh. did have a muni erotic fiction contest at one point. Yeah. Then you know that's fiction. But otherwise. I was going to say, I've actually read, I remember there was, remember back in the Susie Bright days of... There were there was a whole series of um, I think that was like before porn. their time. Oh, I think it was. Oh, sorry, you guys. That was like a. Not to date yourself. <laughs> you. That was like pro-sex feminist. Um, yeah, well, storytelling, and I, as I recall, there were quite a few public transportation erotica stories. It's in those. a really interesting venue for a lot of yeah, types of storytelling, interesting, right? Yeah. Well, public transportation is something that is so unique to cities, and it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing it right. No offense. It's an everyday part of your life in a city. You know what I just thought of? Risky Business. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't they have sex on the yeah, train? Yeah, he's had sex on the train. Okay. I forgot just about that. I know. It just popped into my mind. Remember, and he has to remove an old like hobo guy from the train. Oh, this is why you can't have fabric seats. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. But there are fabric seats. Mm-hmm. There are. Art. Don't touch anything. No. 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 We like to think that that's why they started trialing those plastic yes. ones. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that is That the equal. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, E. coli bad. Or I was, whatever, I didn't whatever even, was I, w- living on the seats. Yeah. I never thought about that, but I was on Bart once, and I was hanging on the thing, and I went, oh, jeez. <laughs> Wait, that's bad radio. It's Rub really your bad. Nose. I wiped my nose, and I went, oh, boy. Everyone else just did that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing gloves from now on. No, no. I mean, it just builds up your immunities. But but Larry was glaring at me, or maybe just making a face at me, because I don't ride muni. Um, I know it's terrible, but, um, I, and it's not, it has nothing to do with Muni itself. I, when I lived in New York, I literally never rode the bus. I walked everywhere. I rode my bike and mm-hmm. I rub, try to ride my bike as much as possible here. And so, uh, but you live in a of, Muni unfriendly neighborhood and by that, I mean, there's no trains. I know it, it's, it takes a long time to get to the train. I might as well okay. ride all the way here. At any rate, the point is you've expanded yes. your, your nice. purview. Yeah. See, that was me moving. The Good conversation. Segue. Very Very nice um, so could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, was there a big buildup to this where you're like, you know, we're feeling kind of empty and we got to get off the bus? But 10 years, that's a long <laughs> we time. we got to get off the bus. I love that. Yeah. You know, we, we've been doing public transit material for 10 years, 
but we've been thinking about this idea of San Francisco Diaries for a few years. Yeah. At least. I think Eugenia was the one who actually brought it up first. She will never give herself credit. So uh, she did, she did bring it up. And so we've been kind of mulling it over, over the last few years. And because maybe too broad, maybe yeah. that was one of our concerns, you know, it's just like, well, you know, now we, we had a niche and then San Francisco, I don't know if it's enough of a niche. Also, what is San Francisco to you? Exactly. But that's 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 kind of why we decided to go with it. Well, what's funny is I had just automatically assumed that that meant now you'd be accepting stories about walking. Or biking, or all of it, but getting somewhere. But yeah, but, but I guess it no, it's bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we thought a lot about this because we're always kind of saying Muni is the living room of San Francisco. It's oh, kind right. of like cross section. You're like so comfortable. That's you smart. do anything. Why, why do so many people think it's the bathroom then? Yeah, right. I know. No, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, you know, we've done a lot of meaning material. We love it. We think of it as, like, San Francisco's living room. But there are stories that happen when you're not on the buzz that we want to hear about. And I think especially mm-hmm. lately, you know, there's been lots of changes in the city mm-hmm. and it's not as easy to stay here, right? Now, now you so, said people I, have stories about that. Yeah, we yeah, share yeah them. I'm sure they have, have a we ton. Experience it, and we wanted to be able tell to tell them. those stories yeah. as well. But do you ever get sort of the Marianne Singleton moment stories, where pe- the moment people fall in love with it? Because you, you, I think on your site you describe it as a love letter to the city. Mm-hmm. There's got to be someone saying, "Oh yeah," and then I looked over in Lombard Street, and that was when I texted my mom and said, "I'm not coming home." Yeah, so on our podcast, so we started the Muni Diaries podcast maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and it's stories from our live shows, which we've been doing for about nine years. Okay, that explains so much because yeah. they are so writerly. They're yeah. so formed. Yeah. I wondered how you did it. So yeah, yeah, so so you know, it's mostly from the live shows, and since we started the podcast, we're getting people into our studio to tell their San Francisco stories, and there's definitely a lot of like love moments. Right. You know, it's, for it's new, newcomers. Yeah, definitely. Well, even people who have lived here for a really long time, we had a story about this guy, Brookhouse Stewart. You guys know yep. him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So he lived in a house on, on Haight Street mm-hmm. with a bunch of, like, original burners, you know? And they had this, they were getting kicked out, and they had this rent party, basically. They had art cars in their apartment, and it was, he just felt like this was his, like, undergrad education <laughs> to San Francisco. So we definitely get a lot of, like, lovely yeah, like this is Love where letters. I found my feet. This Post is cards. where I decided to. Mm-hmm. This is when I decided to stay. This is when I knew it was home. Yeah. yeah. You Do know, you get the flip stuff. side? The haters. <laughs> Are the haters about where it's going? I mean, I feel like I've lived in San Francisco for twenty years now, and most of the people I know just complain about how it's not like it used to be. That's a, that's a I lot. I feel like that's of, been going on here forever. I know. That's a yeah, big vibe. yeah. It, no. it's, it's I mean, strong it would be right San now, Francisco though. if we weren't right. We're mad about whoever <laughs> right, came right. in after but, us. But I do remember that when I first got here in the late nineties, everyone saying, "Oh, it's all over. Right. You can't afford anything remember, anymore." Remember the Mission Yuppie Eradication Project? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Everything sucks. No, I, I moved here in the late nineties, and I. I keep thinking, like, do people hate us as much as they hate the new people now? Was I really annoying I think too? So, yeah, yeah I, I, do, I do remember yeah. that. We I were young that. and crappy people, probably didn't weren't <laughs> self aware. Yeah. I don't even think yeah. you need to be crappy. You just need to be new. <laughs> you just yeah. need to be new. Yeah, yeah and not yeah. be and not be kind of like playing the same old tune, right? Like, it's funny because San Francisco is on the one hand so forward thinking and has been for a hundred years and at the same time really conservative in a certain way it's very doctrinaire you know I mean if you think about San Francisco architecture or uh, architecture is an interesting point because I always say that San Francisco will survive its outrage it has since the Victorian times it's fueled by it It, well it's fueled by this is what gives us life you guys but I I, maybe it's Pollyanna whatever but I, I think San Francisco will survive it's not done it, I agree. It's just no, it's, it's just changing. Yeah. And the, to your point about architecture, I I like to think about the Transamerica Pyramid, which everybody hated mm-hmm. right, when it first came came up. It was Salesforce Tower of its time. Mm-hmm. People were like, 100%. "What is that thing? It's hideous." Just that age. And now right. and now we've added age, and we cannot think of San Francisco without it. Right. So I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that Salesforce Tower, however you feel about it, is going to be that, but it's a good reminder that. Things that sparked outrage may not necessarily. Well, that's true, but I just say city. Oh, go ahead. One is that 
I no longer see the bay because of self first. So that bums me out. But I live in inner Richmond where um, there was neighborhood outrage about the de Young when they tore down that quote unquote oh, beautiful old building. I, I mean, there. people were losing mm-hmm. their mi- minds. I went there when I was a kid, the old one, the old de Young. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and it wasn't a great building. It was not. No. And I was like, that piece of crap building just because it was old ish people had this sentimental attachment to it and i think the new de young is fantastic so i've often oh, used that as my as my your reference yard, point my reference point yes. that's yeah it. and that's also it. you know i feel like when we moved here in the mid-90s it as a young person arriving in san francisco i felt like it wasn't as easy to meet people from like different like cross sections of the city like i really was trying to like yeah. meet new friends and like where where was i going to meet someone like broadcast Stewart or like you know many of the guests that we've had like right. it wasn't as easy mm-hmm. to meet those people hmm. so like i think part of what really drives us is that if you're new here or even if you've lived here for a really long time like doing what we do actually allows us to meet people we otherwise would have never met yeah. and get them to tell us things they would have never right. told us otherwise yeah. and that's really exciting so and, everybody should yeah. have a podcast yes so everybody they, does so they can meet different people <laughs> Um, or, or just listen to ours of some kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I, I feel like it gives you that in, you know? It's totally true. It does. Definitely, I mean, at least for, for me, definitely in the writer world, this has given me that sort of experience where now I know people that I would not have otherwise known. And I love hearing people's stories who I think I know. Yeah. You know, and then I sit down with them and talk to them, and it's amazing. I mean, everyone has super cool stories. and Everyone has one. That, that's yep. the whole basis right. of our project is right. that everybody has a story to tell. Just everybody, every, no matter who they voted for. Every, no matter who they voted tell. for. <laughs> no matter what their job Although, is. Although, I bet in San Francisco, that's rare. Maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What, did they admit who they voted for? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, what are you doing about the San Francisco versus uh, East Bay or Peninsula thing? Do you have to live in... Like, do, is there like street cred oh, to yeah. be in San Francisco? We were talking about, can, can you have a daily city story? Are you going to start one? Yeah, yeah totally. You start I was in San Francisco, <laughs> nice. so yeah. maybe I should maybe I should start it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're from South City. I'm from South City. Oh. Yep. yep, I'm a Peninsula girl through and through. Oh, yeah. oh what man? So I, this, so six this five is talk six to me. five zero. My number is still six five zero. Talk to me. What does that mean? What is, what makes the Peninsula different from San Francisco? It's just a, a friend once described it as as the, from the Northern Peninsula specifically as <laughs> yeah, San Francisco without. Tar- like San Francisco with Target and parking. Oh, yeah. We have Target now, though. But we do have Target. Yeah, there's yes. like a Target on every corner. <laughs> this is how long ago it was. It was before we were we were teaming in Target. But yeah. Well, we yeah, were but so excited about Target. I know because that's right in my neighborhood, and I was like, "Oh, that's going to be so handy," and it really is. But when my kids were little, we used to go to Daily City to yeah, we go still to Target. To go to Target. Yeah, to go we to, like, a store. I know it's terrible to say, but like there was Why? a really good Barnes and Noble there. I used to work at that one. Yeah, it was like I, so you could drive up with your kids, park, go in. My daughter was very fun. It is Canada, actually Montana, easier for us. We live in Glen Park, and it's easier to get to Colma than it is to get downtown. Totally, yeah. Yes. yeah. And so, yeah. like, I remember thinking that when I first moved to the city, there, you know, it was a little harder. I don't even know if there was Target when I first moved to the city. What ten years ago? No, no, no. not ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ten years ago, I'd be like, okay, well, when I'm driving down exactly. to see my mom, that's what I used to I'm do. going to buy <laughs> paper towels and toilet paper and cleaning yeah. supplies Make and sure. just yeah, and cleaning rods. Exactly. Make sure you pack a lunch. It's pretty far away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, if you look at. The history, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of into history, and, and the history of things that happen in San Francisco don't always happen in San Francisco. Like what? I mean, Patty Hearst was holed up in Daily City before she was Oh, I did not even know this. Yeah. Look at that. Things happen down there. Larry, you should start a, a Daily, Daily City, City Well, I'm not yes. Daily City in particular, but I and do Colma. like the surroundings. Colma, there wouldn't be a lot to talk about. There's not much happening in Colma. Except For those who don't know, that's More where people they... dead there than alive. Right. Yeah. Cemeteries. At some point when I was at the examiner, I don't know if this is still true, but they were just absolutely swimming in cash because there were so many stores and oh, malls well, and there was contributing right. yeah. to their sales tax and right. so their city coffers were just overfull their because they didn't have over. schools and whatnot and necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There were there were more like you say, there were that more dead people sense. than living people there. And yeah. so but it's after, sort this of, was at the time, of course, now this is twelve years ago. But to so. expand, you know, what we said before, everyone's got a story. Every place has a story too. Mm-hmm. You know, my job at the examiner, I covered real estate, so I had to go down to the peninsula a lot and mm-hmm. learn about it. And equally I do not put a greater than sign for San Francisco stories ahead of 
Millbrae stories. Yeah. They're just yeah. as interesting. I covered Burlingame and Millbrae, actually. Yep. And, yeah. I love Burlingame. I wow. lived there. It's cute. It's, it's adorable. adorable. Nice place. Because I feel like the format of storytelling, like the concept of storytelling, has really been a lot more popular lately, mm-hmm. kind of in the public conversation. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, and, and we've been doing this for 10 years, and like now people know like storytelling is a thing, whereas before they're like, a show about what? (laughs) So yeah, so what was the impetus to make you go uh, podcast and live show? And so you've been doing, you know, you did it as a written thing for 10 years, during which time things like The Moth started up. And did that encourage you or discourage you? And, you know, what made you cross over? So we started our live shows the second year in. So okay. Yeah, so we've been doing the shows for about nine years, and we were really inspired by the moth, porch light. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought that they were just amazing, and we, we know those people now, and they've been so supportive. And we're just like, you know, two bloggers in our pajamas <laughs> writing about the bus. <laughs> so, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Life made. <laughs> so they're like, you know, so like really super supportive. And like, I think when we did the first show, we didn't know if anyone was going to come mm-hmm. really oh, yeah, yeah what happened that's, our, that's like our favorite yeah, yeah. tell us about the first story. show where was it first of all it's at the makeout room the makeout room of course it was everything's yes. at the makeout room or the Maybe elbow room there. yeah yeah we're at the mm-hmm. elbow room now okay <laughs> so, yeah there you go <laughs> exactly so the first show we, we were at the makeout room um it was free and we didn't think anyone was going to come so tara and i are like just milling around it was like it. a tuesday night or something there's nothing was, else yeah. going on was it friday Oh, it was a Friday, big time. No, was it? I think it was a weeknight because we were like, can we really do Saturday? People have other better things to do. We do Saturdays now. Well, I can't think (laughs) that the owner of the makeout room would give you a Friday, too. Just yeah. to start out, like, yeah. Go, I think it was a, Friday. I think it was a weeknight. Mm-hmm. I want to say. We we'll have to go back into the history. Yeah. Mm. No, but anyway, we're like printing our programs, and like we see that people were like coming in, and we, we thought maybe they didn't know that there was a show. <laughs> they were just I coming know. in to yeah. have a drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. of course. Yeah. So course, I walked yeah. up to one of them. I'm like handing him the program. I'm like, hey, there's going to be a show later tonight. It's called Me Diaries, and this is what it is. You know, I'm going on, and he's like, yeah, I know, I'm saving a seat, and I was like, tired. Do you know so someone's here for us? No, that, so that yeah, you were like, "There's somebody here," and then I saw more people coming in, and I looked at you and I said, "Do you know any of these people?" Because I don't. So Strangers, must, you, we don't you know. must know these people because they're not my friends. And she was like, friends. "No, no, I don't know anybody here." Yeah. Did you oh have gosh, more so than you exciting. had seats for? It was packed. Yeah. And how did that make you happy or even more nervous? Oh, we were, I guess, both. I we're say. both. Yeah, I mean, we're both kind of behind-the-scenes people. Um, but, yeah, so I was going to ask so. at the shows, I, I assume you MC it, but mm-hmm. you're really not the ones on the line there. It's the people doing the reading or speaking. Our storytellers are the stars. Right. Yeah. We're there to get them on and off the mm-hmm. stage. And, and but do you curate them. The, do you curate the stories also? I mean, do you help yeah. form them and edit them? We do. Because they're very good. We do, because they they come up to, you know, we have a, you know, we have a rehearsal and we all kind of get together and workshop the stories Smart. beforehand. Um, and even for the podcast, you know, we ask people to, you know, if they have an idea, it's like, great, you know, can you just kind of tell me, tell me what your idea is? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, we, we both try to tease out tease out the nuggets of yeah ex- of what we think is is really great storytelling so. and I think oftentimes people have a really good instinct of what is a good story they mm-hmm. they have it right and right. our job is to basically help them find the beginning middle end and we know some things that really resonate with our live audience like, like if you, yeah if you mention a muni line they will cheer People oh, always specific line. People yeah. always cheer. Like, we were on the fourteen oh. mission, and then there'll be like a people little are, round of applause yeah. from the corner. Or, oh my god, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's like the, people people love them are in there, their own too. special way. Yeah. Not to look backwards rather than forwards, but were there any lines that seemed to draw more stories than other lines? We have the oh, most stories on the 38. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's cross, so interesting. The cross-town line, yeah. the ones, and I don't think that's accidental because they cross through a variety of neighborhoods. And they're heavily traveled. And they're heavily traveled. Yeah. Um, so we get a lot from the 38. There was even a song somebody wrote in the early days. Somebody wrote a whole song about the 38. Um, oh, he came and performed it at the yeah. show. It still yeah. gets stuck in That's my head really sometimes. Cool. So happy. This makes me feel so happy. I know a Muni driver. I bet he has amazing stories. Oh, they always do. Yeah. We have oh, sure. we had a couple drivers. We had a driver at the show. Um, driver Doug, shout out. Um, and <laughs> hey, one, one of our favorite stories is about a, a woman, a, a driver who um, threw a party for her 
for her bus on the last day on the route. On the bus. Yeah. She, nice. she decorated it. It's, it's so, it was so festive and people were like, we love Tammy. She's amazing. Yeah. People were like, this is a few years ago and like we posted about Tammy. We met her. She's really great. And like two, three years later, like I think we had like tourists came into the city, met her. They were really psyched about her. They, no, they Googled her, found our website, wrote us and said, Hey, she's awesome. I we just we found her. Tammy and we'd like to confirm that she's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, I, have, I have goosebumps right now. Do you? Guys. Yes. <laughs> I, that's just because you know why? Because being seen and being heard is everything. And there are yeah. so many people who don't have a mouthpiece to be heard. What a nice way to put it. And yeah, you're right. what a cool thing that, you know, it's like out of town and they see her, know her. Mm-hmm. She's like, I love that. And it I'm is also, it, also, it is also nice. That you're, I'm excited too. Yeah. <laughs> and you're serving another purpose in that you're kind of reminding people about the shared experience that we have. Most of us. Right. <laughs> well, I think Bicycles that's, are kind of a shared experience. Well, I yeah. think that's why we wanted to expand it to San Francisco Diaries. Right? I think there are mm-hmm. more shared experiences yeah. that we can talk about, and we have yet to like find what 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 are the the tropes there. You know, like Amuni, we know it's backdoor. We know it's you know right. getting yeah. the like all night transfer. You know, yeah. Don't step down until the green light comes on. Right. I'll tell you one with riding. Everyone out there. When you ride in the bike path, when you stop, you just stay where you are. You don't get to go all the way to the front for when the light changes. PSA, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just if there are now people you know. already there, you line up behind them. Wait, behind the other bikes? Them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not everybody. So is that it's like a motorcycle parallel with the splitting lanes thing? Uh, I don't know because I don't think I know what you're talking about. You know, know motorcycles. Like, yeah. No, so one. like, you know, say you're going down market, right? And right. you have a bike lane. So there are 200 people on bike, people on bikes, and I don't want. I'm sorry, Larry, but it's a lot of dudes. Okay, so you pull up <laughs> to you pull up to the stoplight. I'll be back. I'll, I'll okay. see you guys. Later. And <laughs> we'll be in my experience, yeah, yeah. a bunch of dudes instead of it. lining up behind me and the person next to me will then wiggle up next to or in front of me, even though I am already at the line where yeah. the walkway. So is. do you give them a signal like no back there? I don't. No. I don't. But maybe yeah, I should. Yeah, but that's, that's like a completely <laughs> normal thing that they just keep coming forward, and it's like you need to stop. There are rules. Well, you know, we, we, say, all, we all have to follow uh, the rules right. of the shared experience. As a pedestrian. 90% of the time, yeah. they are difficult to deal with often. Oh, cyclists? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cyclists yeah. are dicks. And I say that as a person who rides. Oh, yeah. Man. I get almost just... hit lots. Yeah. But I don't think that's a story worthy of SF Diary. No. <laughs> yeah, I almost got hit again. I mean, unless it's like, you know, I almost got hit by this cyclist and then it turned into true love or... Something like that. Or you <laughs> hit them or like, that's the start of a rom-com. Like, yeah. They knock you over <laughs> and... I'm still working on that one. No. <laughs> One time um, I was driving to work and I passed my husband who was riding his bike and I waved out the window to him, hi. And I thought, how funny in all these years I've never seen him on the street on his bike. <laughs> and then my phone rang and I, I'm telling a little story, SF Diary story. Yeah. yeah. My phone rang and he could barely talk. He had been assaulted in the tenderloin on his bike. And oh by the time what? I got him, he was like in a pool of blood. Oh my God. I was able to put him right into my car and the bike and drive right to the emergency room. Um, where he needed, I think, twelve stitches in his face. But oh my goodness! Of That's all kind of a heartwarming stories, <laughs> yeah, we don't only look for heartwarming okay. stories. Okay, they real, but it all is. It was one of those miraculous moments of like, why was I even there? Why would I oh, never right. had I Kismet seen him before? Why deal. would he be riding and he be driving? There was some reason. This is how your soulmates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were like connected, <laughs> and um, and of course, while I was loading his broken, bloody body into the car, a cop stopped and told me I couldn't be stopped there in my <laughs> car. And I was like, What <laughs> would you like? San Francisco story. Yes, and he's bleeding. Everywhere. I'm like, what would you like me to do? Yeah. And he looked at us and then just got back in the car and drove off. <laughs> For sure. I guess you can tend to your bleeding. <laughs> Let's talk a little about your podcast. Yeah. And how it's changed sort of the, the mission of SF Diaries. You've done it for how many episodes have you done now? 52. 52. And they're short. They're, yeah, they're like 15 minutes or less. What made you decide to keep it? Is it? I'm assuming that continues the format that you'd already started with written word and with, with your shows. So just consistent. Yeah, and our live shows, yeah, the stories tend to be 10 to 12 minutes long. And so we, yeah, I think we found like a winning formula for us where the... 
it's it's sort of the the ideal time in which you could tell a story that has a real mi- mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and end. You know, by, by end, I mean like a resolution. You know, what, in, that resolution isn't always positive. To Did you clear. ever consider doing a podcast that's like a show and that it has more than one story? We really haven't, just because I think... People's attention spans are really short, and we just want to give them something short and sweet. Mm-hmm. I would love for people to enjoy the story and then think about, hey, I have a story to tell. So, I, you know, give them a little time to kind of think about what they have. Mm-hmm. We we have had a few like interview format stories um, on the podcast. We interviewed the people who run the Twitter feed for the SFMTA, mm-hmm. and that one was a little oh bit longer. I know. Was I longer. have to find that one though. Those poor guys, nicest people ever. Oh, I'm sure. We're Job, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst job. Why? Because people hate. People, people hate yell at them. People a are lot angry. On the Wait, Twitters. on Twitter, like yeah. on Twitter. Oh no! I always wonder about that. Occasionally, I'll like tweet something and I'm like, "Hey, SF Bart," and like, "Ooh." Oh, we got mentioned. I think it's like three three people. uh, Yeah, three people at the SFMTA. They do this, and two of them came to the studio because the other one has to be around the Twitter. Yeah, Yeah, someone has to be there. You can't leave the Twitter. No, but originally not that one. (laughs) Is that their only job? Social media. No, they do other stuff. Social media. But generally, you don't appear on the podcast, right? We, we banter. We banter in the beginning. Okay. Yes. We banter yeah, in we the, the, the rosé minute. <laughs> yeah, the, the rosé minute. We, this has been also like a little theme of ours. Just, you know. You start with rosé. We no. start with rosé. Now, why rosé? Is it because it's inexpensive? You know. Is it in a box? It's No, it's not. No, we're taping in the morning. We're, so it's we're, too early we're for classy that. ladies. It's in yeah. a bottle. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, we, we figure, think we figured it was just an early, kind of an early weekend drink. And so we were like, oh. this well, will go well with the croissants. Let's do this. <laughs> Let me ask oh, you, yum, did you give any thought to that being like your hook? Because you know when we do well, a podcast, now at this point we have some kind of a hook. It. Like we have the, the way you know we like, we introduce the podcast the same way every time. Mm-hmm. Is that your your hook? Well, you're the first that we've told in public, so no one I knows. Yeah. No one knows that we're like at the bottom of the bottle of rosé. <laughs> <laughs> we're like so getting I, lost. I, I was in. a little embarrassed. I was like, how? Because I've listened to many episodes. I'm like, I didn't remember the rosé. They sound really so. <laughs> you said so, to yourself, <laughs> so it's not something you say out loud. Yeah, well, now I shouldn't have. have caught it. But I shouldn't have. Now caught you have. It. Now it is your hook. Now it is our hook, and we're just going to be like, hey, it's Tara and Eugenia. We're halfway through the bottle. Yeah, we'll we'll just measure it by, you know, we're three quarters of the way down. You know what's really funny about how we insert ourselves in the podcast? Like, our philosophy is always this is really about our storytellers. So we're the beginning. Yeah, so we like, we get up on stage, we like rush off stage. Like, same with the podcast. We're like, okay, here's a storyteller, blah, blah, blah. It's not really about us. And then we got this iTunes review from, Someone we don't know who's saying the stories are yeah, great. I mean, it might be somebody we don't know. Oh, God, I hope. <laughs> no. well, the, the stories are great, but the hosts are a little off. <laughs> a little <laughs> off. I mean, the feedback, like drunk is feedback. Like they're concerned about your mental health type yeah. of off. No, she's talking about. I think at the beginning we were like really quiet. We didn't really like let our personalities out because we're like yeah. the storytellers are so great. Let's just like get to that part. Mm-hmm. And I realized, and you guys probably know this from doing a podcast. Like people want to know like who you are and like let you well, be you. So now we, we go f- too far that way. So we're trying to grow into that. Yeah. yeah. I mean the way we've it's always been there was never any question doing this podcast that we were the host. I mean, we talked for ten minutes before you guys get yeah. here. Yeah. And yeah, we chipped. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to do a podcast the other way. Also, I find what you guys are doing to be so admirable that it's so highly curated. Like we yeah, are we doing other work. <laughs> with our writing and so I find this is where I can just chillax and yeah. chat and it would be hard for me to look at it as an editorial process I right. find that really daunting um, and that's what I admire about your podcast is it's this really curated beautifully formed thing that's not what ours is well it's beautifully formed so they can't tell <laughs> that we've got the rosé <laughs> I, I, I didn't tell. know about the rosé I'm going to edit out the bottle so <laughs> But I mean, I, like the stories are, you know, like you said, they're real stories, beginning, middle, yeah. and end, conflict, action, resolution, mm-hmm. things really going on that you want to follow in a deep way. And how backed up are you right now with stories that have been submitted, accepted, and not yet aired? We have a good 
you know, list of stories that we're still going to air um, the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. Some of them are more related to like events in the city. You know, mm-hmm. we've had stories about like Bay to Breakers, Pride. Mm-hmm. So we're going to save those up yeah, for the time. For the time. Yeah. Time them around. Like last year, we had um, a great story storyteller, Daya. She's actually our story our story conductor, as we call her. She's an old. She's a performer. Once performed at the show, and she helps us coach the storytellers mm-hmm. uh, in advance of the show. When she was at our show, she told a story about riding um, Muni to Big Lots with her dad. And then so we aired it around um, Father's Day last year. Oh. Yeah. yeah so and it's a story about Muni and Big Lots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's a really fascinating immigrant dad story. I mean, I have my own immigrant parents. So the, the immigrant experience, you know, first generation. But when you go to Big Lots on Muni, then you have to carry it all back yeah. with you. Exactly. The word big is right there in the title. Right. Nice. You know, we, we do have a category of stories called strange cargo people are not shy about bringing like say a mattress oh yes, yes. mattress oh there's chicken. mattresses chickens yes um there was mattresses one of my my favorite ones is because i still don't really know what it is but it was like this giant piece of styrofoam it was like it was adult human sized and it was just sort of somebody had carried it on and it was just sort of leaning and somebody took a picture of it and was probably appropriately like eh? what's it for um and I, i'm still not sure what it is, what it was for i want to say it was for a costume we do love a good costume around here but yeah i guess i'm, I, I'm right. still like something about it it confuses me but still brings me so much joy because well, it's I so mean, weird i mean a piece of styrofoam is only going to make things better <laughs> that's actually true if no you have kids you know for, that's yeah. like the, the, Maybe well, that's what if my doing. kids yeah. had seen a giant piece of styrofoam they would have stolen really? it well, yeah. kid, like, yeah. they would have loved whoever when my kid was small if i had seen a giant piece of yes styrofoam, oh thought, same oh i gotta get this i'm taking this home. i don't know what it's this for but yeah so that's that's probably how it ended up on muni it was going home to some kid probably great story that's a college story right there you have you ever had your own muni stories that you've told a couple a few yeah yeah my mine was um i used to work up by fisherman's wharf and i would take the 49 and then i used to i used to work by fisherman's wharf and i lived in the mission so i would take the 49 all the way up and all the way down and I was after work, it was like a bad day at work, and I was waiting for the 49 up by North Point in Van Ness, and it just didn't show up, and this was before Next Bus, and oh, I completely didn't, different I had, experience. I don't think I even had a smartphone at this point, yeah. and <laughs> I was just, I know, it's just like, what is this Dark Ages crap with no smartphones? <laughs> and I was like, when's the bus coming? I'm so pissed and sad and stressed, and I just want to go home, put my jams on, and and the and a bus comes and I was like yay and then the driver's like oh I'm actually just using the little bathroom and then I'm driving it back to the to the yard like oh, I'm off the and then way. I like I must have just looked really just pissed or sad or something and he was like but you know what I'll give you a ride down Van Ness and then you can if you're going to the mission you can just pick up the well, heartwarming so you can yeah. pick up the fourteen and I was like that's perfect and. I, just you and him on the just bus. Just me and him on the bus. Oh, my God. Personal coach. He actually started smoking a cigarette. He's off. <laughs> He's off. He, he was like, do you mind if I smoke? And I was like, no. And then in retrospect, I'm like, if you should have joined the driver and smoked a cigarette on the bus, it would have been like Um So he was smoking and he was really cool. And then, you know, it was one of those buses where you had to turn the little swirly thing to change the line like as not it displays. In, it says, yeah. yeah, like not in, in or out of service yeah. or something. And it was the little thing on the side. It wasn't electronic. It was like a manual one. So he was like, can you change that? I was oh. like, I can. You got to work the sign. And then so I got to work the sign. You were like honorary so muni. I was an honorary muni. Some little, some little wings like when I you know. go into a cockpit. When, yeah. Like when children go into yeah, cockpits. Yeah. yeah. But I, I hear that they give away buttons now, the I love muni buttons. What? Yeah, if you compliment them on the new new uniform that's oh, that's the secret tip. word yeah yeah <laughs> Oh my God! Mm-hmm. This is better than the secret menu. I didn't know. <laughs> Way better. Well, I, I don't know. Everybody knows about the secret menu. I know menu. buttons are buttons are really good. I know it's not a secret anymore. No, it's, it's really not. So no. <laughs> but it's also the smartphone thing has changed everything. Like my husband will, in fact, just this morning he'll like look at his phone and be like, "I gotta go. Bus is coming in two minutes." Yeah. And he'll just like run it's, out of the house. And it just never changed like our behavior completely. Yeah. It's made it a lot easier. I mean, consider that you and I have lived most of our lives without them. Yeah, and the idea of just going—you like, know what I would always do? I'd go wait for the bus, and if I didn't see one, I'd start walking. 
I yeah, figure I'm I gonna get to the time. next bus stop before that the bus the gets old, here. The old formula. Yeah. It wasn't that old. I and mean, then also like how that. I feel like nowadays, like you you go somewhere, you're like, okay, where should I go eat? You bust out your phone. You're like looking at Yelp. Right. Whereas before, you just walked around. You, you, you looked in. You know what I used to do? Tried it. Yeah. I used to read books. Like if you're going to travel somewhere, read well, a I had a book, book with me always, and then yeah. the bus wasn't coming. I would just read a book until it came. That's so, can you imagine? How quaint! I know. I know. I got a lot. I of reading walked them. around with no headphones. I mean, well, well in my thirties, no headphones. Now yeah, I couldn't even re- think of it. It's really Same. sad. The other the yes. other day, the um, the little rubber thingy on my earbuds came off. I think we I, I bonded with a coworker over the. Yeah. Abomination. I mean, it's the first worldiest problem there is. Yeah. But then when it but comes it off, you but can't it use it. Yeah, then you got no headphones. And then that happened to me on the bus the other day. And I was like, what fresh hell is this? You could still put the headphone, put a earbud in and pretend you're listening to something. Right. Take them out. Yeah, you then could. people won't talk but to you. But there's this feeling. I, have to, I wear cans because earbuds fall out. So I'm always walking around in these noise-canceling headphones. And then if you take them off, it's like this whoosh. They have to get no Holy Are you also cow. Like, they can see me. <laughs> oh, totally, yeah. That's yeah. also that's why I'm a little bit afraid of the noise-canceling ones. I've you know can, been oh, shopping casually about them. Major addiction. Mm-hmm. We should, then, yeah, we should tape the ambient noise of San Francisco. That's yeah. actually good. Yeah. And then we can pipe it into your to my headphones. Best of both worlds. <laughs> my kid took my headphones like three days ago, and I had to go around the city all day long without them. I was so angry. It yeah. made me so Not angry. Okay. Even though 10 years ago, I never had them, ever. It's it's an unreasonable anger we feel when, oh, when the things so don't good. work. But look, we're getting short on time Oh, okay. Here. Yeah, I would imagine. There was a couple more things I wanted to sort of draw out of you. Yes. And mostly looking toward the future. Yeah. So you, you switched over this year, your SF, and I'm assuming that this has changed the stream of ideas coming in. You've had to sort of retrain your, your audience and your mm-hmm. um, contributors. Mm-hmm. How's that going so far? And looking forward, you had this big change. Where are we at? We're just, I know you got a show on the 21st of April, right? We do. Where's Are we that? just full speed ahead into the future? It's at the elbow room. Naturally. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. We are full speed ahead, and we're finding what... Like some things that are really interesting when we say, "Hey, tell us a story that a story that you think is really San Francisco." We so far have gotten, you know, a good variety of stories, but a lot of really, shall we say, explicit stories. Most recent story was pretty sexy. Yeah, or intended to titillate or intended to shock. I did not find it. I did or not just find like, it this either. This is what's going on. This is just something that happened. It yeah. was actually just like a Tupperware party, but it involved semen. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> download the podcast. Yes, yes that's how podcast. you do it. <laughs> Let me ask you too. Have you ever thought of doing a publication, like an actual book, putting everything together in an anthology? Yeah. They're both nodding. Yeah, that would way. be yeah. that would be amazing. We have. Yeah, we've we've kind of bounced around the idea. It's it's funny because Muni Diaries as a thing has you know, once it once it left San Francisco State, it's been a purely digital experience mm-hmm. and an in-person experience. I take that back. Um, but it hasn't been what you would traditionally call a tangible experience. But for those of us who came from tangible media, you know, once upon mm-hmm. a time, the things that you could hold in your hand, um, I feel like it would be it would be not, we, it would be nice. Yeah, and also you know and we have so much material. We have a lot of material, and people we we have like the, a community of the most amazing photographers. I was just going to say I yeah. can see it totally being a photography book. Yeah, and like people would send us pictures, uh, whether it's like Muni, it's it's really like pictures of San Francisco with like a a bus in the background somewhere. (laughs) Like they they (laughs) sent us beautiful pictures, you know, so I just fantastic. we have a lot to work with. And even the bus is like two blocks away. Mm -hmm. Go down there. We'll be right there. (laughs) Even the the writer, from the writing component as well, we find that on Twitter, even though we get fewer written stories these days than we did in the early days, people are still writing content on Twitter and sending it to us constantly. Like, we probably get some of the most visceral examples of San Francisco writing on Twitter. Like yeah, the, no, like that's true. One of them they're was probably hot. That's why they're like in yeah, the moment. Yeah. in the moment exactly. Yeah. Like that yeah. might fuel some of the creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how this creative process works um, and how emotions can can fuel that. But one of them was um, this 
tea smells like Tootsie Rolls and despair, which I thought was just a fantastic way to yeah. describe something. Yeah, it's really kind so of... The, ri- the writing is made us think about... As a writer, yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like it makes us think about, like stories differently like for 10 years we're like okay like how do we talk about things that happen like in the underground like is there we we can you know turn muni and public transit on its head like a hundred different themes so now we get to think about like what what was it like to like build something in san francisco did you open Mm -hmm. a restaurant did you Mm -hmm. start a writer's grotto did you guys Mm -hmm. do a podcast like you know like building did you accidentally wander into a furry's party while you were looking for the bathroom in the cafe we have that that's one of my biggest fears uh, a little bit (laughs) the furry thing i find just wow no it was a furry party with live sketching yeah the it was also kind of a yeah it was an art thing yeah oh Huh. Good to know. San Francisco, you guys. Oh, yeah, very much. Very much I, you so. know, and as you were saying that, I was thinking what's really underserved in San Francisco is the mundane. Yeah. But, but but what's fascinating is that is the mundane. But the mundane still exists here. The getting through every day does oh, yeah. exist. The, tr- the treasury. And, and we, we got plenty of stories about crazy stuff. We got festivals every year celebrating all the crazy right. stuff. But the other stuff does happen. It all happens. We're all just trying to get to work sometimes. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah, and I think that's good days yeah. and bad days. And I think that's why the stories are sometimes short because I feel like those moments are important. I like those like in be- in between moments right. where like you get to kind of savor it, think about it. Like they're they're short, like everyday mm-hmm. types of happenings that you remember. So mm-hmm. yeah, which don't always involve furries. But they can. It can. can. (laughs) We're not judging. No. (laughs) Sex positive. I mean, that's that's what I find fascinating about San Francisco. Another story. I remember once when my daughter was really young, we were in line at Noah's Bagels, and I realized that the two men in front of us uh, were wearing assless chaps. Mm. Nice. At Noah's Bagels. Mm. How do you explain? And, well, you she didn't care. She grew up here. wearing your assless chaps. <laughs> yeah. And she didn't care. She grew up here. Uh, they turn around. They wave at her. Hi, little girl. Go back. And it's like literally a San Francisco moment where it's not sexualized. It's not. Yeah. It's just it's like what they're exactly, wearing. Yeah. It's just what they're wearing. Yeah. The best was explaining to my father-in-law, who now lives in rural Montana, <laughs> that the two men at the table next to him at Pauline's Pizza, who were dressed exactly like him, were together. <laughs> yeah. There are no gay people in Montana. That's a fact. Not even in Missoula? I'm Missoula's totally joking. Funky. I'm just joking. There might be some in Missoula. Just so you guys yeah. know, I'm from, I'm from Montana. That's what I'm saying. I'm not like She's totally proud pro. proud Montana. Proud gay positive Montana positive. Montana positive. You can have both <laughs> thoughts in your head at the same time. Exactly. That's I'm right. pulling them both. We, you know, we are out of time, because we though we do go longer than 15 minutes. A lot. Well, thank they you They so cut much us off for an hour. This. this is your chance to tell everyone how to find Muni. Well, SF Diaries now. Yeah. Well, you can find us online at munidiaries.com. You can find our podcast at munidiaries.com slash podcast. That's on everything, right? Uh, you got the iTunes, the Stitcher. We got the iTunes, the Google Play, the... Um, the all. We need that. Yeah. 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 The Google so Play. Find it, find us on there and you'll be able to we, you, to choose your format from, from that landing page. Um, our social accounts, Facebook, Twitter... Um, Instagram at Muni yeah. Diary. All the same okay. handle. You're so lucky. I know. Yeah, we have the same handle. And on Facebook, you can find our new and expanded mm. venture. Yeah. So we're at San Francisco Diaries on Facebook. And we have a little gift for your podcast listeners for our next show. We have a coupon code. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. It's so- podcast. It's podcast. Okay, so if they want to go to the show on April twenty first at the Elbow Saturday, do they need April to get 21st. tickets? You know, we we highly recommend that you get tickets in advance. We sell out. Okay, um, and use the code podcast. Use the code podcast. All right, we, we love a coupon. You can find the link on Eventbrite um, if you just search for Muni Diaries Live, or you can find it plastered all over the front page of MuniDiaries.com. Excellent. That's for us here at the Grotto Pod. We don't quite have that reach, but you can always find us on Twitter at the Grotto Pod. That's right. You could also email us if you wanted to at grottopod at gmail. That's right. You should. You should definitely do that. Uh, is it time for me to say? Oh, should I say my Twitter handle? Sure. Say okay. Your Twitter Mine stuff. is Abby Quintrest. Uh, and that's also my Instagram handle. And you could also find me at BridgetQuintAuthor.com. Why not? Why not? And if you're finding her, why not find me at that Larry Rosen at Instagram and Twitter? And why not uh, go to my other podcast website, because you can't get enough of me, is it good for the Jews.com. 
Now I want to thank some now people. Now you want to thank people. Well, first, you know who I want to thank? Our partners, especially right now, the San Francisco Public Library, because it occurs to me that there are some damn good library stories out there. Now that I can tell. Yeah, and I would like to hear them, so get a hold of me. Tell me. And also Babylon Salon, San Francisco's premier literary series. You can find information at BabylonSalon.com. Nice. You're getting really good at that. Thank Smooth. you. But I think you got one more thing to say. I want to thank our producers... Is that what I want to do? Well, that. Uh, of course. I want to thank Beth Weingarner, Lee Kravitz, and Laurie Ann Doyle. Also, Sugar Town for Music. And then I want to take us out. Because I think you're not done yet. What the hell is it? There's more coming. What You've got it? more to say. Oh, my God. I don't know what it is. How do you end every podcast? That was what I was getting to. Okay, I said it. I had one more thing. Right. Okay. I was you giving you a that, nice little okay. in, but Ready? Yeah. You guys ready? Read. Write. Just keep working. And Thanks keep, for coming, you guys. Keep writing, Yuri. 